welcome to the Forever Forward Podcast. This is your host, Ellen Martin of Ellen Martin Ministries. Listen, I am so glad to be back with you all. It's truly, truly been a press and a challenge to get this message out. So my prayer is, is that this word is going to minister to your soul today and cause you to quickly take action to another level of faith in your walk with God. As always, I just want to remind you of the foundational scripture for the for this podcast for Forever Forward, which is found in Philippians 3:13 and 14. And it says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And I'm going to jump right into the message today because the title of the message goes perfectly with the scripture that we just read. The title of the message is Explore for More. Explore for More. And it coincides perfectly with our foundational scripture because we're recognizing that we have not apprehended all there is of God and that we must keep pressing toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So there is no twist to this message. The title is self-explanatory, explore for more. And this is what God is saying to us today and what he expects us to act on. God wants to be clear. We don't have it all. We don't know it all. No matter how long we have been walking with God, there is so much more to explore And it always will be until his day of return. So no matter how close our walk is, your walk is with God, no matter whether you have read the Bible in its entirety several times, no matter matter whether you have a five-fold ministry title in front of your name, no matter how many scriptures you can quote, he's still saying, you still haven't uncovered all of me. You still don't know how many facets of myself I want to show you. You still only have a glimpse of my goodness. You still only have a glimpse of my power, my grace, my mercy, and my compassion. And so therefore, I need you to get excited about me, excited about uncovering more of my word, more of my love, more of my compassion and mercy, and more of my grace and power. And that's how you get to the next level of faith in me. That's how you grow to trust me in all things. That's how you become fully persuaded that I am. That's how you become successful and victorious in all areas of your life. So if you're struggling financially, you need more of me. If you're experiencing health issues, you need more of me. If you're having self-esteem issues or am I good enough issues, you need more of me. If you are struggling with addictions of any kind, You need more of me. So make a decision right now as I'm speaking that you will commit yourself to explore for more. Joshua 1.8 is a very familiar scripture. And it says, this book of the law, this Bible, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thy shall meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. And so the key here is 
to observe all this in these 66 books of the Bible. And that is a lot of information. And we will never, ever allow it to be exhausted. So, and then in, in, in Psalms 1, 1 through 2, it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doeth he meditate day and night. So again, God is challenging us. We need to be in his word, meditating on it day, the beginning of our day, and at the end of our day, so that we can have good success in all that we put our hands to. And then in 2 Timothy 2.15, it tells us that we are to study to show ourselves approved of God a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And then over in Colossians 1, 9 through 10, Paul is praying for the church of Colossae. And he says, he prays that they might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that they may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing. Here's the part that I'm getting to. He's praying that they are increasing in the knowledge of God. So this prayer is that we are always increasing in the knowledge of God. So that is what this is all about. It's exploring for more of him to become more knowledgeable, to become closer to him, to get more revelation of how to live this life while we're here on the earth. So if you're someone who only goes to church on Sunday, or maybe you even come once or twice a month, decide today that you will attend every Sunday. If you go every Sunday, but you don't go um, to listen to the midweek service, make a commitment to yourself to begin attending or listening to the midweek service. Even if you can't, can't listen to it on the day of that Wednesday, or whatever day your midweek service is on, schedule some time to listen to it. <clears throat> it may be doing your driving to and from somewhere, but just get it in. Make sure that you are getting as much word into your system, into your spirit as possible. If you have the opportunity to become a part of a small group of believers, I strongly recommend that you join. This is where I began to mature in my walk with God very quickly by being around other believers in a small group who had already had some level of maturity and we can all learn and join and exhort and encourage each other together. And that is very, very critical. And I recommend it for everyone because that is truly how I excelled and how I got a better, a larger glimpse of who God is. And so I suggest that for anyone. And if you can attend various conferences, attend them. The more word you get pumped into you, the more successful, the more wisdom, the more knowledge, the more revelation you're going to begin to, to see and things will begin to unfold uh, before you. And besides the fact of that, um, God tells us in Hebrews 10, 25, that we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the matter of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Well, the day is definitely approaching. So we definitely need to be assembling ourselves together 
at all times, whenever we have an opportunity, because when we come together, we do have the opportunity to exhort, which is to encourage one another in the things of the Lord. And that is needed when you have, um, when you are trying to go to the next level. And then in James 4, 8a, it says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. So going to church and listening to God's spoken word is one of the ways we draw nigh to him. And it's so, so critical. The Bible tells us how will we learn except that a preacher teach us. So you need to be under someone. Dedicate yourself to getting involved in a local church and go ahead and join and be committed to that church and serve there and get taught there. And that is how you can go to the next level if that is something that you have not already done. And so in Romans 10, 17, it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we must continue to hear the word. That's how it gets deep down into our inner being, into our spirit. And once it gets into our spirit, that's what activates us to start to believe it, to start to speak it, to start to act on it. And those are the things that get us to the next level in whatever area that we're seeking to go higher in, because all of us are, <clears throat> are always looking at something that we need to improve on. And God has a word in that for us inside the Bible, inside the word of, the, of God. So I've been saying this in almost all of my messages. We're living in the last of the last days, and God is ready to pour out all of his goodness and faithfulness to us before he, his return. But we have to believe him and do our part. The very first step in our part is making time for him and then finding ways to make more time and more time. And, and so, you know, you are probably maybe turned off right now because you may be saying, listen, Honestly, I don't have any time to give. I have a husband. I have children. I have a demanding job. I have aging parents. Listen, remember, God knows your schedule. He knows what season you are in your life right now. And he honors the fact that you are being responsible to those areas of your life. Yet he still must have first place in your day. So as you submit to giving him first place in your day, he makes the other daily routines flow supernaturally for you. He'll tell you what's important to get done and what's not. He'll lead and guide you into what to handle and what to let wait into a, a, a later time. So I was recently listening to a message by Charles Stanley, and I just, um, he is one of my favorite ministers of the gospel who just passed away, as a matter of fact, yesterday. And he said, God will never fill your schedule where you don't have time for him. It's just not going to happen. That's not the way he operates. But this really comes down to priorities and what's important in your life. So our cup can run us over, but we, we make the decisions on what is important in our day and what is not. Who is important and who and what can wait. And so the more time we make for God, the more successful we become, the stronger we become, the more prosperous we become because we're getting his wisdom and knowledge and revelation in the daily things that we have to go through as we live here on the earth. And God wants to give us that information so that we can be victorious and successful in making good decisions. God has things hidden, 
just for us, but we can't get close enough to him for him to reveal where we can find them. Hosea 4, 6a says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And then in 1 Corinthians 2, 11 through 12, it says, for what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So when we don't have God's knowledge because we're not drawing close to him, we're not exploring for more of him, then what happens is we continue to make decisions based on the world's way of doing things. And the world's way of doing things is Satan's way of doing things. And contrary to the way God would have us operate, which keeps us from walking in the full blessings that doing things his way will allow us to manifest. Um, so if you if you look at the parable in Mark 4, it talks about the four different kinds of Christians, and only one of four is considered good ground. So those who hear the word, receive it, believe it, speak it, and act on it, it is those individuals who will bring forth fruit. And it says some 30, 60, and some 100 fold. God wants us to all bring forth much fruit. So the reason why only one in four people is considered good ground is because only one in four, in my opinion, goes above and beyond, because that's what it takes to seek out the things of God. You know, the beauty of our father is that he will not make us want him. He blesses those above and beyond measure who are chasing him, who seek him, who serve him, whose heart is upright before him. So let's just think about it in a normal relationship. The first thing we must do is show our interest in the other person. Um, Do you want to get to know me or not? And if you do, the next step is to begin spending some quality time with the person, talking to them, listening to them, and allowing them to do the same. And if you can't take these steps with God, you will never get to know who he is and who he and what he offers to you in a relationship. There's no difference in getting to know God than it is in getting to know a human. He's not going to force himself on us, but he will patiently woo us. Some of us allow him in and some take take him for granted. And some of us completely ignore him until we need something. You know, in Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, And ye shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. So God wants our whole heart. This is this is uh, the whole motive is to get us to a place where he has our entire heart and not just a little bitty piece of it. You know, the majority of people who confess to be Christians are totally and completely satisfied. This is a shame to say, but I actually believe that that this, that confessing that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior, they are good with that. We call it fire insurance. Um, and other than that, you know, they do believe in, in God. They believe in Jesus. They confessed him. They know that that 
they've been told that that means they're going to go to heaven and they'll be able to see their loved ones. So again, we call that fire insurance. Now, the only other time they may call on, on God or Jesus is when they're in a desperate need for healing or finances or getting out of a mess. But other than that, they are good with operating in their own knowledge of life and really want to remain in control of all of their own decisions, which is not smart because we know the Bible tells us that God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. And so he's the one with the wisdom. He's the one that knows what's going to happen tomorrow or 10 years from now. And so we want to get his perspective on everything. But most of us and most Christians are good with knowing and believing that they will go to heaven. But beyond that, the Bible is not a priority for them. But yet, just like I said, it holds all the wisdom to having a successful and victorious life while we are here on the earth. And that is why it was written. It was written because God knows we have to live on the earth before we ultimately come to our home in heaven. And he wants us to be satisfied victorious and successful while we're here on the earth. <clears throat> the Bible gives us the secrets to cause the world to envy us and to want to know how we always have a testimony. In other words, our life is glorifying to God. It glorifies God. And so I've also said this before, when you look at a believer that is shining for God, and this is not just people in the fivefold ministry. I think that a lot of Christians believe that the only people that can prosper are the ones that are in the fivefold ministry. And that is absolutely not true. If you do the same things that the people in the fivefold ministry do, you're going to have a prosperous life. That's why they're there. Those are the gifts that God gave us. So teach us so that we can go forth and live that life. <clears throat> so <clears throat> if they're strong in faith, they have a prosperous and successful life. It didn't just happen. No, they sold out to God. They are not half in the world and half in the church. No, they have been praying, praising, studying, believing, receiving, speaking, and acting on the word of God that is being taught to them on a daily basis. The things that they're reading themselves, meditating on for themselves, the things that's coming across the pulpit, the things that they're hearing in sermons and on television, broadcast and on um, the radio, whatever it is that they're getting the word, they're being taught and they're taking that word seriously and they're using it. They're acting on it. They're putting their faith toward it. And the more knowledge and wisdom they gain, <clears throat> the more successful and victorious they become. They are also givers. They're selfless. They serve the kingdom of God. They give and bless those in need around them. They walk in love and forgiveness and are not easily offended. How did they get there? They got there by always exploring for more, trusting that God has much more for them to accomplish and much more that he wants to bless them with. In Proverbs 10, 22, it says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. So Never, ever think that God doesn't want you prosperous. And I've said this in many of my messages is primarily so that we can do the work of the kingdom, but also that our lives be glorified in it. We have the desires of our heart because God loves us and he wants us 
to be able to demonstrate and testify of his goodness. And Satan knows that if he can keep us so occupied with life and the world's way of doing things, we will never accomplish the plans the Lord has for us. If he cannot kill or destroy us, he will work hard to steal our time to keep us from learning and exploring more about God. Three out of four people are so preoccupied with the world that they never gain enough knowledge to achieve the life God has planned, planned for them. And trust me, it is better than whatever level you are currently on. Whether you feel good about your status in life or not, God wants to take you higher. This message is about going higher, learning more, getting more wisdom, more knowledge, more revelation, drawing closer to him, being able to hear from him more clearly. He wants to bless you more. He wants to shower us with his loving kindness and show the world what it looks like to serve the true and living God. So in closing, I know this has been a preaching message and it's so dear to my heart because this is what God has been putting in my heart to spill out to the believers in almost every message because he's coming back and he's trying to get our attention. Listen, get closer to me because I have some things I need to tell you, need to show you, need to get you prepared for. So this is what God is saying to us today. If you're listening to this message, his heart's desire is for you to explore for more. He wants us to be inspired to go higher in him, get closer to him. Be the one in four good ground Christian who is blessed and prospered. Let your life glorify him in all things. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So with that, I'm just going to say, if you have tuned in today and you have yet to confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, simply say this prayer out loud as I speak it, and you will be born again, a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And here's what you will repeat. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died for me on Calvary's tree, bearing my sins for me. I believe that he rose from the dead and is alive right now. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life now. Come into my heart now. I believe in my heart. Therefore, I say with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior, and I am right now born again. Amen. And you are. And now is the time to explore for more. So in conclusion, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all of those who decided to listen in today. I pray you were blessed. I hope you were inspired. I hope you were encouraged and mostly will keep forever moving forward in your walk with God. If you have been blessed by this word or any of the forever forward podcast messages, please encourage your brothers and sisters in Christ to subscribe to the podcast. And listen to what God is saying to his chosen people today. You need to stay ready for his return and walk in wisdom, and revelation, knowledge in all areas of your life. Let your light so shine and be blessed. Amen. Until the next time.